Hey, what's up, guys? This is Zach and Kelsey, and we're going to be talking about the dangers of... Diversity and inclusion training in the workplace. And in order to do that, we're going to quote you a few studies. Well, not even a study so much. It's more of an article, a scientific article, uh, by Frank Dobbins, a Harvard sociologist focused on diversity training. He says there are three primary reasons diversity and inclusion efforts can go wrong and hurt a company's culture. Here are the three common missteps. One, making it mandatory. That's a no-no. When it's focused on the law, number two. And number three, when it's offered to or required for a limited group, meaning they attack white people. Shit. According to Kelsey, I just got that wrong. It is. Suggest that when a training is only offered to one group in the office, it's much less effective. Just one team or one. You don't think they meant ethnic group? No, because they literally mention like team leaders and management only. It doesn't trickle down into the rest (coughs) of the workforce. And then people feel like they're being left out or there's something happening that they're not privy to. Okay. Okay. But I think the main takeaway is it being (coughs) mandated being a problem. For instance, Kelsey has experienced the the diversity and inclusion training offer at her job where mm-hmm. she used to work. She no longer works there because she's not going to participate in a work environment that automatically assumes that because she's white, she needs diversity and inclusion training. Like I'm a racist. Exactly. Like I hold some bias towards people that I do not know. Exactly. That's just not a good way of looking at life. That does not make for a good work environment. And there's no way in hell that anyone can properly coexist with their coworker who is an opposite color if one or the other thinks that the other might be racist. This is common sense. Which is why I'm kind of disturbed that these corporations are demanding this training to their employees. Well, they're doing it, they're doing it to take a box. They're being told that it needs to be done so that they can seem like they're more inclusive and they can continue to get the funding that they want. That's so fake. And hold a specific type so of So pretentious. So pretentious. And guys, this is dangerous too because if if we can't if we can't understand each other as we are now, as the colors that our skin is now, how the hell are we supposed to understand each other if there is a teaching going around the workplace that legitimately states white people are oppressive to african-americans and other minorities and let's not forget they also say that asians are a co-benefactor of white privilege Mm -hmm. asians have the highest iq in society guys that is indisputable harvard studies have concluded this so i'm not pissed off about it in fact as a white man that makes me want to be more competitive in academia and in the workplace so this idea that everything is racist is it's, – it's a destructive pie of bullshit, and I think that's the point. If you're in a multi – or excuse me, a multicultural society, what is the best way to destroy it? Well, you pin each and every one of the races against each other. Yeah, create a racial divide and a stronger racial tension. Exactly, and that's exactly what these race, uh, race, racism and inclusion trainings do. They're not positive. They're sold to something positive, but they have entirely different outcomes than they say that they will. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because mandatory, like the article says, that mandatory diversity training and inclusion training can net an immediate and negative response. 
It can seem punitive with the reaction of, someone did something wrong and now we all have to set through this. If a training is required in response to a problem, you may already be behind the eight ball where employee opinion is concerned. The majority of people don't see themselves as biased, nor do I, I might add, (laughs) and immediately become vehemently defensive as they should. I just want to throw that in there, guys. If, If you're offended by the diversity training, you should be. Because these people are quite literally putting you through this diversity training because they think you're a white supremacist piece of shit. And they're, they're being prettier about it. They're, I mean, they're sugarcoating the, the terms. They're yeah, sugarcoating. They dressed it up a little. Yeah, they dressed it up. They put a beautiful little dress on it. But anyway, all it is is meant to sow seeds of racial division. Anyway, as a response to an incident, attendees can become extremely defensive. Some may even cling more strongly to their biases. Research has overwhelmingly shown... And by the way, guys, on overwhelmingly shown after research, they provide a link, which we will provide at the bottom of this video or pod or excuse me, this audio recording. So you guys can kind of look into this yourself. Negative messaging in diversity and inclusion training may not or not only doesn't help, but it may also set inclusion efforts back. Social scientists have also found over a number of years that people naturally tend to rebel against enforced laws. This is true with anything, guys. This is true with anything. Um, but what the point of this this audio is, I, I would really like you guys to do some research. And really, you don't even have to do a whole lot of research to understand that if you as a white person are automatically labeled racist and you need to be taught how to properly coexist with African Americans and other minorities, uh, you're going to – you're going to – you should have a negative reaction to that thought. You should. You should. I mean – who the fuck wants to be called a racist, especially when I believe we fought a civil war over racism, if you remember. And then the Civil Rights Act of 1964 uh, stated that no, no institutions, uh, no public buildings, no uh, corporations could discriminate against somebody based on the color of their skin. But now, due to diversity and inclusion training, we are forced to realize and point out the differences in our skin color and in the problems associated or privilege associated with our skin colors in particular. It's not healthy. It's not good. And this shit has to stop. And people have got to start getting together. And you have to form a union of some sort that says, hey, listen, I'm totally against this diversity and inclusion training. Here's why. And state the facts, guys. State the the sociological impacts of of what these diversity and inclusion trainings lead to on a psychological scale. That's what you need to find out because it's very negative and the people providing these trainings, they understand that if they've done even the slightest bit of research into this stuff. It's not good and it, it, it's, it's destructive to a united America. And to kind of reinforce this idea, we're going to read off Frank Dobbins' research from earlier this year. Well, Kelsey's going to read it off. So, diversity training can awaken biases that weren't there before or that you didn't realize were there before, and discussing stereotypes tends to make them more salient in trainees' minds. Anti-bias messaging tends to provoke resistance in white men who feel unjustly accused of discrimination or worry that their employer's commitment to equity threatens their careers. And of course, white men feel threatened by this because everything in the media, as far as violence, insurrection, 
Trumpism is contributed to white masculinity, white dominance. Mm-hmm. All of it is. And they're trying to, to attribute all the problems of society to the, men. But Kelsey, a woman, was extremely offended by the, the prospect of participating in this training because... Because I'm not a racist and I'm not someone who needs to be told that I have a bias or that I'm treating somebody differently based on the color of their skin or their gender. Like for some like in, for some reason, I wouldn't respect someone because they're a woman and they're not a white man. Everywhere that I have ever worked in my life has had females in the positions of power. My management, I've never had a manager who's been a man except for one job that I had. Everywhere that I've worked has had a female CEO or an entirely full staff of females that are running the place. My last job had uh, the entire office building was made up of women. I think there are maybe 20 something men in the entire building of like hundreds of people. (laughs) And I just hate this idea that men are the ones who are dominating white men are the ones who are dominating the workforce. And they're the ones that are creating all these problems in America today. That's not true. It's not true. And everywhere you go, guys, if you go to McDonald's, Arby's, Sonic, uh, any hospitality industry, or even customer service jobs, in both the the lower parts of the workforce and upper management, you're going to find that it is ran by women, okay? You can just drive around parts of Oklahoma, Missouri, supposedly the most racist parts of the United States and uh, oppressive parts Mm -hmm. of the United States and see that women disproportionately dominate the workforce. Mm -hmm. And it makes me sick that these politicians, these... uh, these white politicians, too, are, are basically attacking white men and, by doing so, attacking themselves in the positions that they hold, too. But And look at politics, guys. We've got African Americans in politics. We've got, uh, we've got people from Iraq in Muslims, politics. We've got Muslim, you know, Muslims. Islamists is a religion. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're biased, baby. You're biased right there. But no, uh, we just want to make it a point, guys, that Everything you hear on the news and every even every news article that comes out, every scientific uh, publication needs to be verified and you need to think twice about what you're reading, meaning you need to find contradicting points of view to any particular set of information that is provided to you. Uh, and also, this idea that women are the minority in the United States is a complete lie. A study what? released in 2020 projected that women outnumbered men by 7 million in the United Over States. 7 Over 7, 7 million. And, and that, that number is projected to grow by 2025. They've, dish, they've outnumbered <laughs> men by at least 7 million for the last 10 years at least. And that's just going to continue. That divide is going to continue to get larger. Exactly. Exactly. So men are not the, white men <clears throat> are not the majority in our country. Women are. Exactly. So anyway, guys, I think we're going to conclude this particular uh episode um we hope that you you have a little bit more information on all of this and we encourage you to read the articles and the links that we are going to provide and have an open mind you see most people won't encourage you to do this but i also encourage you to research things that contradict what me and kelsey is saying are saying excuse me um because i think it's very healthy to uh to view contradicting points of view that's, that's how democracy works. That's how a, a, a properly ran democracy works. That's how freedom of speech remains alive. And, you know. So anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, 
please like the video, share the video to your friends, and uh, have a good day.